6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Uh, news today that Canada will invest $4.9 billion over the next six years to upgrade NORAD, the Continental Early Warning System. The announcement comes as U.S. and Canadian military officials and experts have been warned that NORAD is badly showing its age. To modernize our continental defenses and to protect Canadians from new and emerging threats. This is the most significant upgrade to NORAD from a Canadian perspective in almost four decades. So that was the defense minister, Anita Anand, who says the funding is the first of an estimated $40 billion that will be spent over the next 20 years for upgrades and will help protect Canadians from new and emerging threats. As autocratic regimes threaten the rules-based international order that has protected us for decades, and as our competitors develop new technologies like hypersonic weapons and advanced cruise missiles, There is a pressing need to modernize Canada's NORAD capabilities. And Dr. Christian Luprecht is a professor of political studies at the Royal Military College in Queen's University. He's an expert on security and defense. Dr. Luprecht, welcome back to the show. Good afternoon, Jaylen. A lot of questions still to be answered uh, about, uh, you know, the breakdown of all of this and where exactly the money will go and the timeline. But your initial reaction to the news... Yeah, so this was the piece that was left out of the 2017 Defence Policy Strong, Secure, Engaged, um, in part because at the time nobody wanted to tackle it under the Trump administration. Um, There was a concern, you know, given what Trump did with NAFTA, if he got a wind of NORAD, who knows what he would have done with it. So there's a window here with the Biden administration to to negotiate, but uh, this was a piece that is urgently overdue. Uh, The last time the uh, North Early Warning System was uh, sort of overhauled was 1984. Uh, most of us aren't driving cars anymore that were built in 1984. Mm. Uh, so, and, the, and the threats, as the minister has uh, outlined, have, have evolved quite significantly since. So our technology needs to keep up. Yeah, so Dr. Luprak, curious then, what, what can't the system do right now, given the, the state of the world? Uh, what are the challenges facing it? So there are three tasks that NORAD has. Uh, early warning uh, in the air domain, response in the air domain, and early warning in the maritime domain. And there's a couple of particular uh, technological evolutions that are challenging. One is hypersonic missiles mm. um, that currently can't be effectively detected and intercepted with the technology that we have. The other is unmanned uh, underwater vehicles. Um, and uh, the particular concern about the hypersonic missiles is that an adversary can effectively take us hostage. That is to say, if they don't like our sovereign policy decision-making about democratically elected governments in Ottawa or in Washington, they can effectively say, well, you know, we might just lob a couple of missiles over um, and thereby constrain our sovereign decision-making abilities. So protecting a continent is also very much about protecting our democracy and protecting our capacity to make sovereign decisions. At the same time, it's also an investment in NATO because, of course, having a safe North America means the United States can concentrate on deterrence and containment in other parts of the world rather than North America. And it can effectively also exercise its capabilities for extended nuclear deterrence in light of nuclear threats by uh, Russia, China, uh, Iran, and uh, other states. And so this is also very much an investment, not just in North American security, but also in the ability to provide security 
security for our allies and partners. And when the minister says it's also about security for Canadians, that's because previously the missiles, Canada was sort of, and the poles will fly over country for targets in the United States. Whereas given how integrated Canada now is with the United States, Canada and Canadian critical infrastructure is very much a target for our adversaries. So it is very much also about protecting Canadian territory. Dr. Luprecht, you, you talk about, uh, you know, that investment in, in, in NATO then. So will this money or will this investment then go towards that 2% of GDP that other countries are expecting from Canada? So the 2% has always been aspirational. Uh, ultimately, defense spending is a political decision. Defense spending is an insurance policy. And so uh, politicians need to decide what premium they're prepared to pay. But I think there's a broad acknowledgement and understanding that the premium that Canada and many allies have been paying is simply not sufficient for the dangerous world that we live in. This spending um, goes counts towards Canada's investment in defense uh, as well. And I mean, this is only about a 10% down payment into the modernization that's required for NORAD, as the minister has pointed out. Uh, so this is also a way to assuage um, uh, concerns in Washington uh, as to whether Canada is a reliable ally. But it's also political investment because, of course, the United States don't need Canada to do North American defense. They can do it on their own. This is a functional arrangement, but it's a functional arrangement that gives us leverage over continental decision-making when it comes to defense and security, over international decision-making, and it buys us some political leverage and influence in Washington as well. So this is very much also a political investment that Canada is making, especially in the bilateral relationship. A number of uh, people said today that this uh, announcement seemed somewhat rushed, not a lot of details that, um, you know, we know that the Defence Minister and uh, the Prime Minister were uh, were down at NORAD headquarters not too long ago. I know that, uh, you know, folks from uh, one Canadian Air Division just down there last week uh, as well but a lot of folks saying hey you know what it would be better if we had a heck of a lot more details and if we had a little bit more specifics was there a timing issue here that um that you think that this might have been rushed um, absolutely, because the NATO summit is happening in nine days uh, in Spain, 29, 30 June, and I think the government wanted to get out ahead of more criticism in terms of what it is doing for the alliance, given a very serious reputational hit that Canada has taken, especially among NATO allies, um, given that it has not been particularly forthcoming um, with kinetic support for Ukraine, and given that Canada uh, also has not at all stepped up in terms of energy security uh, for European allies. And so this is very much also about Canada uh, making sure that it still has at least some voice at the NATO table because Canada had been quite marginalized uh, around the table when it came to decision-making precisely because uh, of of how relatively uh, homeopathic its offering had been thus far on the Ukrainian conflict and on reinvestment uh, in both NATO and North American defense capabilities. Does Canada have the technology to um, achieve some of these products, do you believe, or these, these projects, do you believe? 
So it is indeed also an investment in um, uh, research and development capabilities. I mean, if you look at a technology such as, for instance, your iPhone, many of the patents in that were originally developed for the military. So this is also very much about keeping North America at the leading edge of technology. Some of this technology uh, is still in development. So, for instance, the advanced over-the-horizon over radar capabilities uh, that are required here. Um, so this is, um, this is also very much a, a work in progress, um, but it is uh, showing that Canada, the United States, Canada has a keen interest in continuing to work with the United States, uh, not just in defending the continent, but in also remaining uh, technological world leaders, because the way we um, keep uh, a couple of steps ahead of our adversaries is by making sure that we are more technologically advanced than they are, and Russia, and in particular China, yeah. uh, have shown themselves to uh, be able to um, uh, now be very innovative uh, technologically. And the challenge with China is, of course, that unlike Russia, it is also able to produce military technology uh, at scale. So this is very much about keeping up with uh, peer um, adversarial rivals. I am wondering how long it's going to take to, to do these upgrades, uh, upgrades to make these changes. And I, I think some people might be wondering, is this too little too late or is it a situation of uh, better now than never? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, we've been at this, I mean, since 2017. It was already known before 2017 that this was urgently needed. This has been in discussion for well over a decade in terms of the urgent requirements for these upgrades. Um, I mean, we can see this from from years of parliamentary testimony as well as congressional testimony uh, by uh, the NORAD commander and uh, deputies. Um, but, uh, I mean, look, eventually somebody had to make a decision, um, and uh, uh, this is a propitious window that we have currently with what is happening in Washington. Canada was able to get the bandwidth that it needed uh, from DOD in Washington to negotiate how this was going to uh, happen. And so I think it is promising also that the cost share arrangement uh, remains the way it had been. Uh, 40-60, that is to say Canada pays 40%, the Americans pay 60%. Uh, there was concern, for instance, that the Trump administration was going to exact a much higher price uh, from the Canadians in order to stay in this arrangement. Uh, so overall, I think this is promising, but keep in mind that any investment in the Canadian North, it costs about 10 times as much as to do anything in the South. So uh, for what you're getting for that, it sounds like a lot of money, but it's actually relatively modest given to what's required uh, relative to how expensive it is uh, to do this type of upgrade uh, in the Canadian North. And Dr. Christian Luprecht joining me this afternoon, his latest book is Intelligence as Democratic Statecraft, published by Oxford University Press. Dr. Luprecht, always appreciate your time. Thank you for this. Sincere pleasure. Thanks for the conversation. Have a great afternoon. Yeah, you too. Dr. Christian Luprecht is a professor of political studies at the Royal Military College and at Queen's University, an expert on security and defense. And yeah, that NATO summit.